Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Thursday morning or whatever time of day it is for you right now. Um, let's kick things off with the weather update as per usual. So in my city in Calgary, it is finally, I'm saying it again, this is the second time I've said it. And this time I mean it a little bit more because I don't see snow anymore, but it's sunny, it looks warm. The forecast says it's supposed to be warm. I'm thinking, I'm hoping, I, I, I'm guessing that spring is finally here and we're not going to have any more, any more snow, any more cold weather. But you know, you never know. You never know with our weather. It's actually just crazy. I say it every single time. Like you guys are going to get sick of hearing it over and over and over and over and over. But as we keep doing this podcast, as you keep hearing the daily weather updates, I'm telling you, you're going to realize just how odd and how weird and how crazy our weather can be. Like I remember, um, I remember specifically, there's this one day, I've never seen this in my life ever anywhere in the world. And I've been to many cities, probably at 115, 116, 117 different cities. Out of every single city I've been to, I've never seen this, never seen this except for in mine. One day I saw this really long and thin, dark black cloud. And I was like, whoa, that's a weird looking cloud because there weren't really any other clouds apart from that one. It was very windy on this day. And this cloud, you could almost, like when I look out the window, I could see this cloud moving in a horizontal line towards like towards me, I guess you could say. And I was like, wow, that looks really weird. And as this cloud is coming closer, I see rain coming down from the one cloud. And I was like, wait, is it only raining over that cloud? That, wait, that, hang on, that can't be right. So the cloud keeps coming, keeps coming. Eventually it starts to get, come over my house. And sure enough, yeah, it was raining. So we had about, I don't know, 10 minutes of rain, 15 minutes of rain, 20 minutes of rain until the wind blew the cloud over and it just kept going. And you could like, literally, I could almost, I could see, like the, I could almost stand at the end of my house and, the, and for like a few seconds or a minute or two, the rain would be like falling right in front of me, but not on me. And it was just a bizarre, bizarre experience. And you know, it makes me, makes me think like maybe, I, I'm probably wrong, but it makes me think like maybe Calgary and my city, or maybe even just this area we live in, I don't know, right? Maybe we have some of the weirdest or some of the oddest or least predictable weather in the world. I have no idea. That's probably not true because the world is a massive, humongous, really big enormous place so it's probably not true but it just it is something that i'm thinking about right now um in terms of life update uh interestingly today's life update is going to tie directly into uh directly into the main topic of the podcast which has to do with something that happened yesterday so yesterday i went to another drop in badminton so i've been going i'm going to go i think twice a week tuesdays and wednesdays at a couple of different places two different places and the place i went to yesterday i lost every single game like literally 100 percent in the games which is on one hand kind of frustrating and frustrating because you're losing all the time you're never winning and even to make it worse we played doubles like we played doubles badminton so two versus two and it's a little bit frustrating for me because often, if not almost always, not always, but most of the time, my partner is a better player than me. So I feel bad because we're going to lose, 
because of me, right? Like it's not their fault, it's my mistakes that make us lose. Now, granted, it is a drop-in badminton. This is not professional badminton. We're not like in a league, like it's just for fun, but I still feel kind of bad. On the other hand, I feel very excited because, you know, as I as people see me play, as they see me, as they learn learn how I play, as they get to know me, people are going to have a specific opinion on how I play. They're going to know in their brain that, oh, Azrin is one of the more beginner players. He's one of the worst players. So when they play against me, they're going to be thinking in the back of their mind, okay, I know how he plays. We're probably going to win this. If I hit the shot like this to him, he's going to miss it. If I do this, he's going to miss. If I do this, he'll hit it. Like they'll understand my playing style very quickly. And I'm excited because I can't wait for the day because I'm going to keep getting better. These guys are just going for fun based on my knowledge, right? And they're not people that are really actively trying to get like really better or really take the skill to the next level, I think, I'm guessing, but probably not, right? Because the drop in badminton. And myself, I am going to be trying, get, trying to get better. Like I'm quietly competitive, like in my own head, I'm extremely competitive, but out loud, I don't really say anything. Um, it's in my own head. I'm thinking like, okay, I made that mistake. Okay, how are we fixing that? How are we fixing that? And I can't wait for the day where I am one of the better or one of the best players that goes to these drop-in badminton things. It's just gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to be like, yeah, you used to school me and beat me every single time, but now I beat you most of the time. So it's just gonna be, or maybe we're competitive now. Now maybe sometimes you win, sometimes I win. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that day to come. And that ties directly into today's topic, which is a topic or rather a discussion or conversation around, I guess, a couple of different things. Number one, I'm going to call talent. And number two, I'm going to call self-awareness. I'm going to call these two, these two different things. Okay. Now let's start with the, let's start with the self-awareness side of things. As I was driving home from Badminton yesterday, I was thinking like, okay, you know, myself, I was trying when I was at Badminton, I was trying to observe other players to see what kind of mistakes that I was doing in comparison to them. And I would see a couple of things. I would notice, oh, interesting, they do this and I don't do that. Like I remember, I remember I used to see these two people I was watching, this one person would almost always or often there'd be one person kind of in the front line and one of the Badminton players in the back. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't, I hadn't really caught that nuance before. I'm not really doing that. Right. And that's a basic thing I found out a little later, but right. It's so little things I noticed, but most things were very difficult for me to observe. I was like, huh, I'm trying to like see what I'm not doing, but it was difficult for me to do that because myself, it was, I wasn't a hundred percent self-aware as to what I was doing when I was playing. Yes, I can observe others, but it's difficult to compare to myself. And it made me think about it because, you know, when I think back on my personal learning style, when it comes to most things, usually I need someone to show me, like I need someone to, to show me what's what I'm doing wrong. I need to like someone explain it to me like, oh, you're doing this. You need to do that or whatever. Right. Even with languages, often that's why I take lessons. That's why I like to take group classes, private classes. I like to do that because the teacher can almost teach me. Now, what's interesting is what I was trying to apply and I didn't wasn't doing it properly, but I think I can do it better in the future. When it comes to languages specifically, I'm very self-aware that I have a specific ability of listening and listening to people and catching speech patterns, catching patterns of, oh, in this situation, people talk like this. In this situation, people tend to use these specific expressions or this ex specific word or et cetera, et cetera. And with that pattern recognition, I then start to copy those patterns and I get better at the language. And I was thinking in badminton, I was like, man, I need to start looking for patterns, not just looking for 
what are people doing that I'm not doing? So why are we talking about this? What's the connection? You guys are probably confused. Like what's the connection between badminton and language as well? The connection is that you need to be self-aware. Like I was thinking like, man, people probably struggle with languages because they don't have any self-awareness as to how they actually need to learn. They don't know. They don't know that they learn best by doing, or they don't know that they learn best by listening. They don't know that they learn best by writing or by taking classes or by someone explaining their exact mistakes or by taking, maybe they don't know that they learn better in a group environment versus an individual environment. I think people don't know how they learn best, right? Because even me, I caught myself, badminton is not something that's, I'm not like a naturally a fantastic badminton player per se. Like languages I'm really good at, I feel good about it, but badminton, you know, I'm not, I'm just below average, right? <clears throat> and it's funny, when I was doing something that I was below average at, I found myself not being self-aware about my own, I guess you could say, learning style, like how I would be able to learn best. And it wasn't until I reflected upon it and thought about, oh, in languages, I listen for patterns and that works well. I'm able to learn by catching patterns. I need to catch patterns in badminton. Oh, that's going to help me. Stop looking for things that they're doing that I'm not doing. I never learned that way. I don't learn that way. I learn by pattern recognition. Oh, it was a bit of a, I guess you could say a, a, a breakthrough. And also I thought about in languages, I learn by someone, like I always have teachers. At some point I'll have different teachers, right? Not always, but I will get teachers at specific times in my learning journey. Because I know that there are points where I'm going to need someone to just be like, hey, do this. This works like this. This grammar point works like this. This word means this. Do this, do that. And I was like, okay, so I need to also in badminton, right, do that same thing. From time to time, I'm not, I'm not gonna always need a teacher because that's not how I roll, but I will need a teacher from time to time to show me and point out certain things. And so I was thinking, okay, I think a really practical piece of advice is to look at how you have learned other skills in your life, other things that you've gotten to be quite good at. Maybe it's a sport, maybe it's some kind of art, maybe it's some kind of music, maybe it's singing, maybe it's, I don't know, like think about something that you learned and you became pretty good at or very good at and think through how that happened. Better yet, I would think about um, a couple of different skills. Look at a couple of different skills figure out what are the commonalities of what worked and what didn't work when you were learning, take those learning points and bring it into how you learn languages. That's fantastic. So I'll give you one last example then I'll move on to the other part of this conversation. You know, maybe you learned um, football, okay? Or maybe you learned uh, some, some sport, let's say. Maybe if you look at, or maybe let's even take this example, maybe you've done a couple of different sports and you are decent or pretty good at a couple of different sports. Look at some patterns. Are they all team sports? Or are they all individual sports? If they're individual sports, you know, how did you learn them? Was it always with a coach? Did you watch YouTube videos? Did you read books? Did you just, you know, hit the ball? Maybe it's tennis and you hit the ball a bunch of times and just learn that this works, this doesn't, right? If you were just hitting and learn by trial and error, maybe you need to apply that into languages. If you had a coach in tennis and you just always had this like personal coach who just worked with you, Maybe you need to find like a teacher that you really get along with in languages and like have them be your language, quote unquote, your language coach or your whatever coach. Maybe you only did team sports or mostly team sports. This probably means maybe you need to take group classes. Maybe you need to attend like drop-in Spanish or French classes. Maybe you need to, you know, maybe you need to join a book club 
that talks about Spanish books. I mean, like you need to figure out how to be with other people, right? Like you got to start to look at that, look at different elements, different things you've got to become good at, take the things that worked, bring it into, um, bring it into how you learn languages. Now let's switch to the other part of this conversation, which is talent. Okay. Now I think that talent might be the wrong word, but I'm going to use it for now because it's just the best term that I've been able to think about that fits the situation. It could even be like just environment plus natural skill. Let me explain. Let's use the badminton as an analogy. Now myself, one thing I'm just not good at, I've never been good at is gross motor skills. For those of you who don't know, gross motor skills is the opposite of fine motor skills. So gross motor skills is any kind of skill that requires the use of your whole body. So for example, I was really bad at learning to ride a bike. I was very late learning to ride a bike. I never learned to swim. Um, I was really bad at skiing and I don't, I can't ski even though everyone in my city can ski. I can't skate. It's very difficult for me. Like any, you know, most, a lot of different sports, not all sports, right? But a lot of sports that I played um, were not like, not fully up my alley. Like I can't dance, like, you know, so a lot of gross motor skills are just really difficult. I'm not flexible, right? Like there's just, there's really just don't feel, don't come naturally to me at all. And so as a result, right? Oh, my phone went off. Bing, bing. Interesting. Um, anyway, so as a result, what happens is that when I am going into any kind of skill that requires gross motor abilities, I am much slower to pick it up than other people. Even something as simple as, I'll, I'll give this one last example. I'll never forget this one. This is not a sport, but this is something I used to do for work. I used to work, um, I used to run a window cleaning business, right? And in a window cleaning business, you have to do light labor work. It's not crazy labor, but it is labor. Like it does tire, tire you out. So for example, we had to work with relatively tall ladders. Now these ladders are not necessarily that heavy, but like even people like half my size could figure out how to work with these ladders pretty quickly. But I probably took like, I don't know, years to figure out how to really be comfortable with ladders. And most people take weeks a month but for me it was like years of like a couple years before I was like super comfortable like after a year I was okay but like super comfortable and this only came after a couple years and even after that couple years I was probably still you know people who worked at the ladders for like three weeks might have felt more comfortable with the ladders than I did interesting right because I just struggled with a like gross motor like how do I maneuver this so what's why am I mentioning this well you need to understand that you need to be, I guess it ties to self-awareness a little bit, but you need to understand that when it comes to learning a language or, or learning languages and communicating, you might have some natural or you might have some personality traits or some different, you know, DNA traits, even things in your brain that might make it a little bit easier or a little bit more difficult for you. Like, I'll give you an example. Maybe you're studying a language, but in your life, you are a, uh, you're just not a strong communicator. Like even in your own first language, putting words together and saying things clearly and talking to people and using your own, like using, using your own first language to communicate properly. Maybe that's just not a strong point for you for whatever reason, maybe lack of practice, maybe DNA. I don't really care what it is, but for whatever reason, at this point in your life, you're just not that strong at it. And as a result, when you're learning a second language, perhaps, you know, perhaps 
you know, maybe you, you study in a classroom or you self-study, you get all these words in your head and you're learning, but you're thinking to yourself, I can never really communicate. Like it's really difficult to talk to people and to express my thoughts clearly. Well, you need to understand perhaps, maybe, you know, that's just, it, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a quote unquote talent problem, right? Maybe you struggle in your own first language, or maybe I'll give you another example. Perhaps you're someone who, when you think about the logic of like grammar, sometimes there's like a certain logic, almost like a mathematicalness to how grammar points work. Maybe your brain doesn't have that, like that doesn't come natural. And so when you're studying grammar, it's really hard for you to figure out like, how am I gonna like to put to grammatically say things? So maybe when you talk, you can you can be understood, people understand you, you understand them, you can communicate, you can write, people like there's no issues, but your grammar is not all that strong because of a quote unquote talent, or uh, I guess you could say that you don't have a natural skill set in that logical nature that one might need to learn grammar. It's for example, right? Or maybe I'll give a final one. I've worked I've worked with people who growing up for whatever reason, right? DNA, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, they had like troubles with speech, even in their first language, they had to go through speech therapy to be able to pronounce their own first language properly. And maybe that's because in their brain, whatever the connections are required to pronounce things and get for, get those sounds out of your mouth, it's not as developed, it's weaker, whatever, and you're stronger in something else. So maybe you struggle pronunciation because that just doesn't come natural to you. So why does that matter? Well, because if you need to, first of all, you need to be self-aware about how you learn. But second of all, you need to be self-aware about your weaknesses and your strengths. You just need to, you need to be self-aware about them because it's the only, you know, if the more self-aware you are, the more, the better you're able to, first of all, learn languages you're learning and, and deal with the different challenges that are coming up and, and make sure you can really maximize your strengths and really learn any skill, really. Like that self-awareness is important and, you know, I think one thing, one thing we have to be a little bit careful of, and I need to make sure I articulate this clearly because I know I haven't always done it properly in the past. You know, just because you don't have a natural skill set in something doesn't mean that you can't get better at it. Doesn't mean you can't develop it. It just might mean you have to do it differently. It might mean that it might mean it takes it takes you a little longer. You might have to put a little more effort, maybe more study time. Like look at my badminton. There's people there that are way better than me. Right? And they, they're probably going to go, whatever, twice a week or however often they go to drop in badminton. And that's all they're going to do. And they're going to be better than me. I'm going to have to look on YouTube. I'm going to have to like think about it. I'm going to have to like maybe take the racket, practice some strokes at home. Like I'm going to have to like work more than them to be able to beat them, right? Or to be able to get better. And I think a lot of people might have to do that for languages. You might have to figure something different out for yourself. So the, the self-awareness piece, one thing that sometimes people wonder is, okay, Azarin, you're saying that I need to be self-aware about my learning style. You gave me a couple strategies for that. You said, think about how I've learned other skills and try to implement some of the learnings from those into languages. Great. How the heck can I, first of all, become self-aware about my quote unquote talent, if that makes sense, like what I'm, what I'm naturally good at, what I'm naturally not good at, first of all there. And second of all, what the heck do I do about it? Like once I've realized, okay, I'm, really not as good at blah, 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 whatever part of the language. What do I do about it? Okay, well, here's kind of my thoughts. First of all, you know, if you're someone who is a really, I guess you could say at a real beginner stage in whatever language you're learning, right? If you're at a real beginner stage and this is your first time really going into language learning, well, in that case, you probably, there's probably not much you can do except keep, keep going. Whatever you're doing, 
keep studying the language, keep trying to learn, and you're going to see where your gaps are. You're going to see that, oh wow, I'm learning this language. Grammar seems to be the hardest thing for me, or this seems to be the hardest thing for me, the pronunciation, or maybe it's like understanding people is really difficult for me. You're going to start to hit the blocks as you study. So if you are at a real beginner beginner phase and you've really been studying for a month, three months, six months, like that's all you've really done. And you're like, let's say you're under one year into whatever, into your language learning journey. If you're under a year into it, you know, I think you just have to keep going to start realizing what your natural strengths and weaknesses are when it comes to learning languages, what you're quote unquote talented at, what you're quote unquote untalented at, okay? Now, if you have been going for two years, three years, four years, a certain, let's say longer than a year, let's say, then you know you need to start looking at what aspects of the language are hardest for you, what are easy, what is easiest for you, and you start look, you need to start to look at that. Once you identified, okay, looks like overall, blah 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 is the hardest. Pronunciation, grammar, this specific sound. Maybe it's like remembering vocabulary. Maybe it's I don't know. Get it's communi- excuse me, communicating your thoughts clearly or whatever. It's going to be something different for everyone. Now we get to the part of, okay, how do you solve it? <sighs> Unfortunately, there's not a one size fits all answer to this. This is not, yeah, this is not like a, like sock sizes. Actually, do socks have different sizes? Socks do have different sizes. Sock sizes is not a very good, it's not a very good analogy. I apologize. Anyway, you get the picture. This is not blanket sizes. Or wait, blankets have different sizes too, don't they? Huh? Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> um, I think to figure out what you're, I think really the biggest thing, when you figured out what you're struggling with the most, what doesn't come naturally to you, I think you need to start looking at switching strategies. Like whatever you've been doing to try and learn that now, try something different. So let's say it's grammar. You're struggling your French grammar. Go onto Google, right? And search how to learn le passé composé in French strategies to learn grammar faster. Why is grammar hard for me? Start reading articles or search on YouTube and learn. Educate yourself. As you, this, that's the beautiful thing about today, nowadays, right, is that we have internet, we have knowledge is like at the tips of our fingertips, right, or tips of our thumbs if we're on a phone, like, or even voice, if you're doing voice searches like I do nowadays, like, it's just so easily, readily accessible, right? So that's where you start to go into Googling, YouTubing, and you know it could even go in the direction of reaching out to people who have. Um, actually, this is a good tip. This is what this one occurred to me now, and it's it's probably one of the better ones if possible. If you can, potentially, I'd recommend you try and find someone who struggled with the same issue as you. That's a really good thing to think about. So even when you're googling, when you're watching videos, when you're doing all that, pay attention. Does the person say I struggled with this as well? Because that means they were in your shoes and they found a way out of it. Follow their pathway, follow their roadmap. Another little hack that came to mind as I was talking is if you go to language, um, uh, if you go to like, let's say you find a video about whatever you're struggling with. Let's say it's a very popular video. It's been viewed thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Go into the comments, you'll see hundreds of comments. And a lot of these comments are going to say stuff like, OMG, thank you, I finally understand. Let's say you don't understand. Let's say you watch the video like, I still don't get it. Comment, reply to the YouTube comment, right? Of the person that, OMG, I finally understand. Reply to their YouTube comment and say, hey, I didn't really understand it still. Can you help me? Or like, hey, I really struggled with blah, blah, blah. And do that with like five, six, seven people in the comments that said, yes, they finally get it. 
you'll get it. Whatever you're struggling with, they're gonna, they're gonna help you. And that's again, it's another version of finding people who have been in the same shoes as you um, to help you work through the issue. I think the final thing I'll say to help with any kind of struggle you're having, something that's not coming naturally to you, is patience in a lot of ways. Patience solves many problems. Like often, you know, I'll give you an example. It's like, I've, I've used this example many, many times with people who've listened to like, or watched a lot of my content. I've, I've said this a couple times. It's like in Mandarin, there's this concept of ba. It's like this character, right? And basically you use it in um, any time one thing is changing to another state. So whether it's changing locations, whether it's like water is going from still to boiling, whether it's something's going from hot to cold, right? This ba is a concept that you have to use that in the word in those types of sentences. Now me, being a native English speaker, that does not come naturally at all. That comes very not naturally to me. It's extremely odd. I just don't like it, right? Now for me, in the beginning, when I was learning this concept, I understood it. It made sense to me. I was like, actually, to be honest, it didn't make sense to me. Now that I'm thinking back. It didn't make sense at first. No matter how many I watched videos, my teacher explained it, my friends tried to explain it, I had different teachers explain it. Like I tried a lot of things and it just was not clicking. Like I don't, I'd understand in the moment. And then when I go home, I wouldn't get it anymore. It was just so frustrating, right? Now, what happened for me is that over time, with the concept kept coming up. I maybe I'd read it somewhere. Maybe I would hear it somewhere. Maybe my, maybe my te a different teacher would cover it again because someone asked about it. Like I guess kept coming up in different contexts. And in a way, I almost got more and more examples of how one could use ba in sentences, right? I used to get more and more examples. And as I got more and more examples over time, it started to stick more in my brain to the point where now, to be honest, I'm not 100% with it because I can't just boom, spit it out of my mouth. I can't really spit much out of my mouth when it comes to Mandarin. I, mean, I can, but um, not everything, not like most things, right? Only some basic things, etc. But anyway, um, it comes a lot more naturally to me now just because it, it took time, time and more examples. I think one thing that can help break through, um, break through any kind of issues, especially grammar, more examples, 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 written examples and in, in examples in books, examples from listening, uh, try to speak some examples, more examples over a longer period of time. So not just more examples in one day, you're not going to get it one day, most of the time or many times, but more examples over an extended period of time as you keep getting more and more and more and more and more examples, it's going to stick in your brain. Um, it's going to stick in your brain better. So um, anyway, I think we'll wrap the podcast up there. It was a good little episode, a little bit of a longer one this time, 26 minutes long, 27 minutes. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate your, uh, really appreciate your ear, really appreciate your attention. And I'm actually, last final little thing, I am uh, probably potentially, maybe, probably potentially, maybe, nice Azrin. Anyway, there's a decent chance that I'm going to get like another microphone so that the audio quality can be a little bit better. Um, since I'm doing daily podcasting, I think it makes sense. So keep you updated on that. Hopefully that happens in the next little while. I'm meeting with someone, uh, Justin, actually. If you follow my YouTube, you've seen him. A lot of you might've found me through, some of you might've found me through Justin, actually. But Justin has a mic that he's not using anymore. So I'm meeting him on Sunday to check it out and see if I like it. So we know maybe on Sunday or Monday, you'll hear a much higher quality voice on, uh, I guess a much not a higher quality voice. My voice might be a higher quality on Sunday or Monday's podcast. So anyway, thanks for listening. We'll talk later. Bye.